0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Ximena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much as I enjoy recording it. Hi, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. And today, I'm here to talk to you about something that has been the biggest lesson that I've learned from sitting with ayahuasca. And the last time that I sat with ayahuasca is going to be two years. And the reason why that is is because it has taken me that long to integrate the lessons and the learnings that I got from the medicine. So today I just want to tell you about this big lesson that it was taught to me so two years ago i went down to the jungle as i've mentioned a couple of times and i had the most transformative experience of my life and i have plenty of those but this one was definitely on the top and the first time I sat with ayahuasca, I didn't know what to expect. I've worked with other plants before. So I kind of had an idea, but I really didn't have an idea. If you have never sat with this medicine, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. And it's great. It's great because when we don't know, is like you don't have a point of reference. So don't let other people tell you or infuse their ideas of their experiences because your experience is so unique to you. So the first time I sat with her, it was very mild. It was very gentle. <laughs> it was interesting because I was all for a second cop and I was afraid and I said no. But it was, it was kind of like that first time that you meet with someone kind of like you know, tipping your toe in the water and kind of getting to understand how it works. So I didn't have many visuals. I didn't have much physical. I didn't even perch, but it was an interesting experience because I kind of met her for the first time. Like we had interactions, conversations that some people will say that maybe is in the mind, but it felt like I was communicating with another entity that it wasn't me. Then the second time, and for those of you that have sat with the medicine, you know that the second time is kind of like, you feel it. (laughs) So the second time I came in and I was much more excited because the first night I didn't get that much of the experience that people talk about, but it was something completely out of this world, completely out of this world. And... I remember that I sat there, the candles were off. I was sitting in silence, in pure darkness, in the middle of the jungle with my eyes closed. And I was breathing and I was communicating with myself and I was having conversations. And then all of a sudden I felt like I had my eyes closed and I kind of start feeling something coming into my body. Like it was kind of like... In Spanish, I call it des doble. It's kind of like when you take a piece of paper and you fold it. And it felt like I was like unfolding out of my body. And I took tobacco, Amapachos, that is a medicine from the jungle, sacred tobacco. And I put it in my mouth and I and I light it. And the light was pretty like the fire was so bright, I was like, damn. And I remember so vividly, like I wish I could paint it. The flame coming out, the, the 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 tobacco right up between my fingers, and and then me lighting it, like the picture of it with the darkness completely surrounded. And I took a drag, and then I heard lights out, and then I put the lighter off. And then all of a sudden I transform into this male figure, this, this, this shaman figure. I completely transform and I was like fat and I was like cross-legged seated and I was like smoking and there were like this indigenous songs singing in, in around me. And I could see the maestras, the the, the shamans uh, sewing, because that's what the Shapivas do. If you know about the Chapivo tradition, one of the things that women do is they sew, um, and they create these tapestries and they make these earrings. So I could see them in their in their community sitting outside their houses with the jungle outside and, and making this craft as I'm smoking this mapacho and they're singing their songs as they're crafting. And it was pretty intense because the way it felt, it was the way it feels when you're sitting in front of any situation. It felt as real as this moment. And that was so mind-blowing for me. And then in that moment, the medicine reminded me of my adventure to Orlando when I was eight years old. When I was eight years old, I went to Universal Studios with my dad. And for those of you that have gone, you know that there is a roller coaster that is called the Tower of Terror. And it's an elevator and it's a haunted a um, building. And I remember that when I went there, I was terrified as I was walking the whole building with my dad, and they were telling the stories and the goes and the whole thing, and I was so terrified, like I couldn't even look. I remember that I was grabbing on my dad's leather jacket, that I could still remember the smell, and I was just holding on, and I didn't want to see anything. And then we finally got on the elevator, and you get on the elevator, you sit down, you put the the security um, bell on, and I didn't know that the elevator was going to go all the way to the floor a hundred and something. And then eventually it was going to drop us down. And I remember that we were going through the tour and then the elevator went all the way up. And then when it dropped, I loved it. Every single moment of that drop, the vertigo that I felt, like the way I flew, it was so fun. Of course, for my dad and his girlfriend at the time, they did not like that. But I was having the moment of my life. So she told me this journey it's going to be like the journey that you had in Orlando. There's going to be moments that is going to be very scary and there's going to be moments that are going to be really fun. You just got to trust. So that night I really felt like I was in a roller coaster and I just kept going up and down, up and down. There were moments that were terrifying, there were moments that were beautiful and I just kept repeating to myself, I'm safe. I'm loved. I'm protected. I'm safe. I'm loved. I'm protected. And then that was the night. At the end of the night, around midnight, I sat to think about, it and there was so much fear generated because I realized that the ethereal world or the other worlds that we see in movies or that you know esoteric practice or a spiritual par- practice talk about are are real. Now that I didn't know that, but there is a very big distinction of knowing something and then experiencing what you thought you knew. And when I got to experience it, to me, it was kind of like a reality check. Anyways, the third ceremony came and I was terrified to sit with the medicine again. I was so scared. To, to go through that experience and I didn't know if I had what it took to do it but it still I went and I did it because that's what we do right we face our fears and we take them head on <laughs> even if the facilitator tells you that your fear can be smell across the room and then my fourth ceremony came and the day before No, the day of my first ceremony, I was still afraid, but it wasn't as bad as it was on the third one. And I decided to journal. And I wrote letters. I wrote a letter to my mind. I wrote a letter to my inner child. I wrote a letter to my body. I wrote a letter to my heart. And I wrote a letter to my ego. So, to my mind, I asked her to please release control, and to allow the medicine do the work. It wasn't necessary. I acknowledged my mind for being so brilliant and for giving me so much. But at the same time, I remind her that tonight I didn't need her, that she could like just sit back and just relax then the same thing I did to my body. I told my body that I was very grateful for everything that it has done and how it has carried me and how it brought me to the space. But today for this particular experience, all I needed to do is to be open, to receive and to heal. Then um, to my inner child, I told her to trust to trust the medicine, to to not be afraid of the places of shadow that we may be exploring, that it was okay and that we will be safe and that I will protect her and I will be there for her. Then to my ego, I acknowledged the hell out of my ego and I told my ego that he's awesome, but that I was safe and that I didn't need any rescue And that as scary as this may be, is something that will make us stronger. And then to my heart, I told my heart that this was its moment to shine. This was the opportunity for my heart to be the center of the show, to take on the stage and to lead us into the experience. So I took the medicine that night and guys and girls, let me tell you, that ceremony was the most beautiful gift that plants have ever given me. And it was like I was in the space and I sat in that dark room for 30 40 minutes and then all of a sudden I was I was sitting up straight leg leg crossed eyes closed and then all of a sudden I hear move and I start moving my arms And it felt like I was made of air. I was light as a feather. There was no weight. There 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 was nothing. It was just everything. And I was part of it all. And in that process, I was taken into all the different animals that the jungle has. And I became the insect and the mosquito and the bee and the lisser and the grasshopper and the, the, the frogs, like all of these animals. I just became all of them. And I started talking in their, in their language and I was able to understand the jungle. And I kind of like walked through the jungle in the bodies of all these different animals, monkeys and birds and jaguars. And it was incredible. I was like, wow, if this is what ayahuasca is, I want to take this every day. But it's not like that all the time, guys. So be mindful. (laughs) And and then we had all the fun. We explored the jungle. It was amazing. And then we got to a place where it was time to do the hard work because let me tell you something. When we work with these medicines, the fun experiences, the beautiful experiences, the magical experiences, the lie experiences, they're amazing. And there is so much value in those experiences. But when we, the places that we do the work is those places that we don't want to go. And why is that? we don't want to go to those places? We don't want to go to those places because we are afraid. And we're afraid because there is a lack of love. Because we don't know how to bring love into those spaces because no one taught us how to do that. So we kind of need to force ourselves to go into that space, to bring that love. But then there's things that come up like lack of trust or want to control or not wanting to know. So we're kind of heading that way. And then all of a sudden, I feel my inner child start throwing a tantrum. And being like, nope, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. That's scary. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I want to stay here. So this part of myself was trying so hard to hold on to this beautiful feeling because it didn't want to go into the shadows. When all of a sudden the spirit of ayahuasca came in as a beautiful mother and she she looked at me and said, do you remember the promise you made this night? in the letter that you wrote? And she said, I do. And then I asked me, what did you promise? And then she said, I promise that I will trust you and I will surrender and I will let go. So then she looked at her and said, so what are you going to do? And she extended her hand to this little girl that is me as a little girl. And the girl Extended her hand and gave it to Ayahuasca and said, I will trust you. And then we went into that place and it was scary, but it, it was manageable in the sense that the fear was present, but I was able to witness the experience without putting it, let me actually change it. It was uncomfortable, but there was no fear. That's the best way I can put it. It was uncomfortable, but I I, I was in trust I wasn't it go. I was willing to go through the process. So that journey ended. And then after that journey ended, I sat that, 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 that night after like midnight and I went outside and I sat down and I started thinking about it. And it was so beautiful because she told me, um, or in that experience, I learned that what was happening before. And one of the things that sometimes happens in my life, and I don't know if you out there can relate to what I'm about to share, but sometimes I become very frantic. I don't know how many of you that are listening are familiar with anxiety and um, ADHD and all of these different things that happen to us that don't allow us to complete tasks or to be grounded or being present um, and to, to be able to, to execute something continuously without getting distracted Um, or getting worried about the future or trying to accomplish a goal without even having the first step and all of these different things, right. That happened to me and I realized that when all of these different parts of me, my body, my mind, my heart, my inner child, and my ego are in this alignment, are not agreeing with the task in hand as one, then I'm a huge mess. And in that moment, it became clear to me that I needed to develop a relationship with these different types of me, these different bodies or archetypes. I mean, they're all still me, but what my mind needs, what my mind wants. Sometimes it's very different from what like my body wants or what my body needs. And the same thing happens with my ego and my inner child. And, and I can tell you so many stories related to this particular topic that I've been having in the past two years that have taught me a lot about these different parts of me. And if you ever give yourself the opportunity to communicate with these different parts of you, you will learn so much about who you are. And what happened that night was that all these parts of me were in alignment because we all agree when I was writing those letters to trust, to let go, to release. We were all in the same page. So when we were all in the same page, I was in trust. I knew exactly what to expect, not because I knew what was gonna happen, but because I knew in my heart, in all these aspects of me, that it was going to be okay. So after that experience, I learned that I needed to develop a relationship with these different parts of me. And I have been doing that in the last two years, and it's really interesting to realize how these different parts of me want and need different things and how sometimes where I want to do something like waking up late not all of this five part of me are in agreement that I want to wake up late sometimes my ego and my body is like hey we gotta go I want to go to the gym and then my mind and my heart and my inner child is like can we please just stay in bed a little bit longer with the cat's So for all of you that are listening, if this is something that you guys have been familiar with before, fantastic. Um, Sometimes people uh, simplify it as body, mind, spirit. Um, I kind of extend it a little bit more with like the ego and the inner child, because I think that they have such a huge role um, in our lives um, because they belong they're part of us so once we understand that our ego has a really important part to play and we understand what it likes and what it doesn't like and how do we behave then we can actually communicate and explain why we decide to do the things that we want to do or you can actually get the awareness of oh okay this is coming from a place of the ego let's go deeper into it. Or this comes from a place of my inner child or this is my mind. But yeah, this, like I was saying at the beginning, this is, has been one of the biggest, biggest lessons that I have learned. And it has taken me two years and still in the work of integrating. I think that I have integrated a big chunk of it. And if you ask me, okay, Jimena, how, how have you been integrating this? Honestly, in many different ways. The first thing that I've been doing and I do ever so often is when I find myself in a place where I'm really frantic, for example, I have a hundred and billion things to do because I always, my to-do list is always like the longest to-do list that you can possibly imagine. And sometimes I get really frantic around my to-do list and I get really frantic about the things that I need to do. So when I get really frantic and I'm kind of in a place of fear because I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to execute everything that I need to do, I take a pause. And in that pause, I close my eyes and I connect. And I connect to my body. I connect to my heart. I connect to my mind, my inner child, and my ego. And then I check in and I ask. I close my eyes. I check in. I take a deep breath. And then I ask, which one of you five? feel frantic about this issue. And then usually I'll get an answer. I get an answer of my ego or whatever is like the first thing that comes to my mind. Usually is most likely it's my ego. (laughs) My ego is kind of like the one that runs the show and I'm learning how to go from my ego to actually my heart and it's been been an interesting transition. But usually my ego likes to run the show because it's been doing it for so long. And it's my ego that kind of gets like, frantic and then my ego gets my my inner child riled up and then my inner child gets my body riled up and then my mind usually is kind of like meh and then my heart is trying to kind of scream out loud and be like, come on guys, calm down. Everything is going to be okay. So then I check in and then if it's my ego, then I have a conversation with my ego and I And I ask my ego, is like, okay, what's going on? Why do you feel this way? What, What do you think will be best? So I actually acknowledge my ego rather than making it wrong or kind of blaming it for not letting me move forward. And then in that process, I kind of get calmer and calmer in that whole conversation. And at the end of it, a solution usually arrives. Um, so I do that ever so often. I actually call the five bodies the committee. They're my committee. Um, so like sometimes with my partner, he's he, he's aware of the committee. So sometimes we talk about the committee and and um, each one of them will, will get triggered in a specific different ways. So I've been learning myself and becoming in not becoming, but being in relationship with this different parts of me. Sometimes when I meditate, I notice, or, or, um, for example, the other day I got, I got a croissant. Um, I was telling the story to somebody, I, w- I got a croissant and, and, and I was eating this croissant for breakfast and I could notice that my inner child was completely, full of bliss. Like I was literally eating this thing like a little child. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And it was because it it brought her back to a memory from our childhood. So with all that being said, the reason why I brought this today to all of you is to invite you to give yourself the opportunity to develop a relationship with different parts of you. Um, If you want to use the parts of um, the ego, the inner child, the mind, the body and the heart um, is really fun. And you will learn that they have different voices too. And if you ask me, okay, Ximena, how do I get started with it? Simple. Just sit in your room, close your eyes, take a breath and call them in. So like, hey, buddy, how are you feeling today? That Simple. And whatever comes to you, that's the answer. There is no need to, you know, complicate it. It can be that simple. And then once the body replies, then check with the mind. It's like, hey mind, how are you feeling today? Whatever comes in, that's what it is. Then the same thing with the ego. Hey ego, how are you feeling today? What's what's happening? And then you will do the same thing with the inner child and then you will do the same thing with your heart. And then that will help you identify their voices or whatever comes up in that moment. And the more you do it, the deeper you will go in that practice. And the, 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 the reason why I'm inviting you is because it will deepen your relationship with yourself. That I think that that's the relationship that we need to nourish the most out of every relationship that we have in our lives. The more you nourish your relationship with yourself, the more powerful your relationships with others is going to be. Because you will know yourself in a way that then you can share that with the people that you love so they know how to be with you. And there is nothing more powerful than letting other people know how to be with you. Because we're not psychics. We we can not guess things. And if we want to be in relationship with someone thinking that they're going to give us what we need just because they are going to guess it, then let me tell you, it's going to be a really tough relationship. So you want to be able to communicate what you want, what you don't like, what your needs are, everything with the people in your life. And how do we get to do that by learning about ourselves? So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I love telling you the story. I think that I've told this story plenty of times and and I think it was finally the time to share with all of you. And um, remember, if you guys have any questions, if you guys want to learn more or are curious about these practices that I have, feel free to reach out um, in Instagram or Facebook or email. And um, that said, have fun. Um, If you guys have any comments or anything, feel free to comment on this episode and share with me how you felt. Um, if you did the exercise, if not many blessings and, I'll uh, see you the next time. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.